Hello and welcome to the Entrepreneurial Journey podcast brought to you by Tricress. We are on a mission to make it happen for every ambitious SME on the planet and we're doing that by delivering you fantastic tried and tested business coaching and consulting through our app called Fuel My Business. We're also doing that through a network of talented and highly experienced Tricrest partners who are on the ground business coaches and consultants. But for today, you're going to hear from real life entrepreneurs and business owners who are on all kinds of journeys, the beginning, the middle and the end. We want you to learn from this and know that you are not alone. Enjoy. Welcome to the Entrepreneurial Journey podcast. I am joined today by the marvellous Emily Metcalf. She is the founder of Emily Alex, an events company focusing on employee engagement. Hello, Emily. How are you? I'm really well. Thank you. Yeah, a bit chilly. We were hoping spring had started and I'm, I'm back with a scarf on, but otherwise all is good. Good, good. Now, I have to confess, I have known you for a number of years. Mm-hmm. And um, I knew you when you were happily employed. And uh, tell, tell our listeners where you were employed, because we have quite a lot of listeners in the United States. And I think they're going to be fascinated by where your last job was before you set up your own business. <laughs> Yeah, so I've had a a career always within hospitality. So I did a degree in hotel and catering management and then um, started working at some gorgeous hotels and venues around the UK, first in London, Bath, and then came up to Edinburgh about 15 years ago now, so quite a long time. And the majority of that time I've been working at the Royal Yacht Britannia, which was the Queen's Royal Ship, which when it was decommissioned, um, then came to Leith in Edinburgh and it's now open as a visitor attraction, but also as a um, five-star events venue as well so I was looking after the sales from an events perspective for about 10 years so um, a long time now yeah absolutely and and before we talk about your marvellous business um can I just say that you very kindly gave me a VIP behind the scenes tour of the Royal Yacht once upon a time and for that I will be forever grateful because it was marvellous oh no absolute pleasure I mean it was I think I love anything with a history and a story um to tell and yeah, I think you know the people who've been on board and the places it would have been were were really quite special. And I think yeah, that kind of brings it to life, which is is great. So yeah, it's a delight to show you around. Well, so now, when did you go out on your own, and what was the the spark that got you to do that? Yeah, so as you know, again, from obviously knowing you um, for a few years, that it's probably been in the back of my mind. I've been a kind of closet entrepreneur. I've definitely been wanting to do my own thing. You know, even things like we've had a successful Airbnb business. So there was always a part of me that had that in me. But there was also the flip side that I actually really enjoy 
what I do and the industry that I was working in. And obviously you've got that security um, as well. So I was always a little bit of a kind of conflict there, I suppose, between what I was really like to do, but perhaps wasn't quite brave enough to do versus um, obviously that security and, and enjoying what I was doing um, too. I think obviously the pandemic has had a massive impact on so many people um, and actually has given us a chance perhaps to step back and have a real rethink about what's really important to us and step off that wheel where you're just sort of doing all the time. Because I work in hospitality and the events industry in particular, which has been so badly affected, um, my role was made redundant end of August time. And so that was really a chance for me to go, okay, what next? And whereas normally, you know, I've never had an issue finding a job, we've moved around a, a lot, and you'd arrive in the new city, and you just know that there's going to be a, a role there. But because the whole industry that I worked in had literally sort of become slightly annihilated in lots of ways, there was this kind of slightly odd feeling of, oh, my goodness, everything that I've trained for everything that I'm experienced in, isn't there now, what am I going to do? So it kind of took me perhaps a little bit of time just to sort of sit with myself and go, okay, you are actually you've got so many transferable skills and actually what's really important to you. And I, I know when we obviously, when we did the NLP with you a number of years ago, it was very focused on values and what was really important. And I think we're not always that clear or taught perhaps to look at that. And it was actually really valuable for me just to reassess what's really, really important to me. Um, and, you know, what do I want to do next? And, you know, lean and be brave. And the things that I perhaps wanted to do, what I was a little bit scared to do, it's like, well, you have this platform now, um, you know, just do it and, and see what happens. I, I love that. And what, so, okay, so there's somebody sitting there out there now listening to this and they're employed. Mm -hmm. They do like their job. Yeah. Um, and it is comfortable because the, the salary is, is what I call the magic money appeal mm -hmm. appears in your bank account every month. Mm -hmm. And um, what, what advice, but they've got this burning desire. They know they want to do something else. What, what's your advice to them? Um, I get that. I mean, life is short, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I think we're all very aware, especially with what's been going on, but um. I think sometimes we say, oh, we'll do that when, we'll do that when. And I think there's an element, I think as long as you really, as I said, sit with the proper why behind it. So not just the superficial why, oh, I quite fancy having that freedom or flexibility, but actually what's your really deep why and keep asking yourself, but why is that important to me? Why is that important to me? And get down to the crux of it. And I think if you, if it's really exciting and it, it's something that you just feel drawn to do because it is hard work and you've got to have a real passion for it. It's certainly not the, the easy element, but I think also it's so satisfying. I did an event at the end of last year and I just had this really funny moment when I just stood back for myself and I suddenly had this, goodness, I have created this from nothing. And it was the most loveliest feeling. So I would just be like, as I said, life is short. Try And actually, if it doesn't work, you can always go back to what you did before but I think whatever happens even if it doesn't work out exactly how you you planned it and to be honest when we're looking ahead we're kind of making up the future anyway nobody knows exactly how that's going to look so it's always going to um evolve but I think we tend to regret the things we haven't done not the things we have done and I think from that point of view as I said if it feels like the right thing to do trust that instinct and that wisdom and that gut don't get too caught up in your head be brave lean in and and yeah, do it and see, see what happens to you. I think the lessons, the things that I have learned this last, well, six months, year have been 
enormous. So sometimes years pass and you think, oh God, where did that year go? You haven't really grown or evolved or nothing dramatic has happened. This obviously has been quite a dramatic year, but actually I wouldn't change it for the world. I've looked at it very much as a gift in the sense of it's given you this amazing opportunity in this platform to go, right, um, let's do it. Brilliant. I love that. Absolutely love it. So um, what, what does your business do? And how is it operating if it's events? Because we can't see anybody at the moment. How well, is it working? Exactly. So when I was having my little moment about, OK, what what am I going to, to do next? Um, and it actually came about as all these ideas do in a kind of random conversation. So my partner works in the fintech industry, so a completely different sector to hospitality and also has had a completely different experience. Mm -hmm. They've been super busy and had a real lot of growth, whereas obviously my sectors had the absolute opposite um, effect. So we were having a conversation you know during lunch and he was saying that everyone's super busy but because obviously this whole working from home happened so dramatically nothing was really put in in place and you know the novelty of those beer clocks and um you know zoom kind of you know pub quizzes you know they can only go for so long and you're like oh actually that kind of novelty is really worn off at those and so he was just more sort of talking a little bit about oh I'm not quite sure you know we just need we've lost a bit of that camaraderie and that connection you know, I mean, you know, what, what do you think might might work? And because my background is in events and creating amazing experiences for businesses, obviously very much in a, a live format, but I suddenly thought, oh, I think there might be something in that, in the sense of, okay, we can't go and do huge live events at the moment, but actually my experience is in creating fabulous experiences for businesses and helping them to uncover what it is they're wanting to achieve and helping them to create that. And so it was really a pivot to go, actually, if I can use those same skill sets with regards to understanding the need of a business, um, but actually, because I've got such a large network with regards to sort of hospitality and service who themselves obviously having to really pivot and look at new ways to, to do business at the moment. And I thought that actually there could be a really nice way of kind of coming in, in in the middle of that and to a certain extent. So supporting the corporate businesses which have got a slight pain around their employees and how they're keeping those um engage when they perhaps don't have the skill set or the knowledge or the connections to do that and linking into the network and the contacts that I have and I know can do amazing delivery and actually come together and create some really inspiring exciting events that we can do remotely um, to sort of inspire them and you know we're doing quite a lot on things like the food and drink side before Christmas but I think the whole mental health well-being side is huge and because that's where a lot of my passion lies as well I'd say the main focus has been very much about yeah sort of wellness self-empowerment really of people and helping them to sort of self-care and to take some time for themselves so that's kind of where we're, where we're at now with that. Nice nice so if I run a big I don't know a big law firm mm -hmm. And I'm worried about my employees, you know, the Zoom can be exhausting and a lot of people are having back to back Zoom meetings. And in fact, you're right, the people who are working are working much harder and longer hours often or more intensely, I think is probably a better way of doing yeah. it. Um, because there are very few natural breaks mm -hmm. now. Um, what kind of event could you do for me if I came to you to say, help they're all burning out 
Absolutely. I mean, there would definitely be a conversation really about the company, the ethos, what you're looking to do and actually what the employees, what the feedback is. So I think there's a real element of kind of just understanding, you know, how the, how the employees are feeling. As you say, with, and even with myself, I was very rarely in the office. My had a sort of sales role. So, you know, you you would go and see clients, but you would have that kind of gap in between the appointments to grab a coffee, go for a walk, do whatever, just to kind of clear your head, take stock and what have you. And I think what's happening at the moment, as you said, people are literally can do like 12, 15 meetings in a day sometimes because it's like a Zoom and then the next one and the next one. And people are exhausted. And I think there is a slight element of people going, oh, my God, not another Zoom you know even from a kind of a, an employee engagement perspective so what we try and do is make them as interactive as we can do and really try and engage a lot of the senses so it's not you just sitting there listening which can be exhausting it's more helping them to have their own experience as well so for example the tech desk yoga is one of the first things that we offered which has been super popular and it's lovely because I think sometimes you think, oh, good, you've got to be like upside down, down with dog, the whole leggings and yoga pants. Not although we're all wearing those kind of at the moment um, anyway, but it's not so much about that. It's the fact that we're all sitting at home at desk. Chances are the desks and the seats aren't probably in quite the right setup for us as well. Um, but you're just literally looking at a screen all day. So those kind of those sore shoulders and necks, all of these things can be really difficult. And so we've um, it sort of designed really, it was a desk yoga program, um, but all focusing on different areas. So one might be, yeah, sort of neck and shoulders, lower back pain, relaxation. We always add a bit of meditation in there as well. And it just gives people a chance, even just for half an hour, just to slow down sort of start, you know, learn how to breathe, which sounds such a silly thing to be able to do, but actually understanding the power of your, your breath and just getting out of your head. And it just allows you to slow down, to stretch, move the bodies. We're not designed to be sat down all day. And it can be, as much as really relaxing, it's also really kind of quite re-energizing. At the end of that, you're kind of like, oh, wow, okay, I'm back ready to go. So from a product, you know, being productive at work then, you're more focused, you've kind of cleared a lot of the stuff out of your head and you, you can go. So from the simplest things like the, the desk yoga, that can be a really nice, simple way to sort of do that. And actually it's lovely because you can do it on Zoom. And one of the nice things is that you have everyone's cameras up mm -hmm. um, because actually it's about the connection. I think you know, there's lots of things you can do online or download and that, but that's still quite an isolating experience because it's just you looking. I mean, the fact that you know that every Tuesday at 10 a.m., for example, you have this yoga, it becomes part of your program also some of your routine the days all seem to be kind of merging into one at the moment because we don't have too many things to separate it but knowing that oh it's Tuesday again because I'm I'm doing my yoga is a really nice way to do it and you get to see people out of a kind of work specific environment and sense if you're all just there just for your well-being it's quite fun you have a little bit of a giggle as well and then we tend to do a recording as well so you've then got that that you continue to practice if you suddenly need that but so it's about you moving and engaging but it's also you learning some tips and techniques that you can take back yourself and go oh actually my back's really sore I've got a stiff neck or whatever it may be and you've got some of the tools and techniques that you've already learned that you can use for yourselves lovely and what about when we're allowed to see each other I, I call it when we're allowed to play out again yeah because uh, we will want to play out yeah Absolutely. What sort of things have you got planned for when we're allowed out? Yeah, I mean, there's a few different things. I think there were, I mean, again, there's going to be a bit of a gradual change. I think as well, what's going to be quite interesting is that a lot of businesses are going to go to a hybrid model. 
Yeah. So as much as we think, oh, we'll get back to normal, but I don't think normal as it was is ever going to be the same. Um, again, a lot of businesses have either given up the office space or it'll be rather than just going in for that hour's commute every day, there's a, you know, and not really questioning it. Now it's a bit, well, we've actually survived for a year, a year and a half working from home. And there's huge benefits for that. Um, and obviously once you've then got a bit more freedom, it won't be quite the same as it, it perhaps feels now. Um, so I think there will still be a, a scenario that if you're going to get together, there has to be a reason for that. And I think that's perhaps where the live events will come in a little bit more because it will be getting them together, but it might be, for example, a whole group that um, yeah, can come together for, a, say, a monthly event or a quarterly event. And I think, again, because you don't have the recruitment's going to be a little bit different now. You're not going to, again, have such a small area to kind of go with in the sense of, oh, it's, you know, if you're an hour out of Edinburgh, yeah, you, you know, you'll go for that job. Actually, as long as you're in a, a time zone that works, yeah. you don't have to be anywhere close. So I think a lot of teams will be doing an element where they say once a month, once a quarter will want to come together. And that's where, again, the experience comes in and the network and the understanding all the different venues to say, well, actually, why not take this exclusive use venue for two or three days? You know, you can do the kind of getting together, but being outside in that, um, environment to really kind of think through new ideas and topics and all of those but also you can come together for the dinners but you can also go out foraging and why not find some lovely products and then learn how to cook with it and things so I think there'll be some really nice programs when people get together perhaps for two or three days um, to do that kind of coming together the bonding the work strategies there's also the the downtime and then they go back to wherever they are and they've had that kind of that fill and that connection to go mm. back. So, so I think the actual, the virtual events will still continue. So for example, we're doing things with essential oils, which I'm getting completely obsessed by oh, at the moment, yeah. but, um, which is lovely and combining those with acupressure points. And oh. that again is a lovely thing that you can do sort of in the home environment. So whether it's about kind of sleep and relaxation, which is probably quite a big thing for us at the moment. Things like immunity can be really important as well, again, given what's going on, but also things like motivation and re-energizing and, and zoning as well, because if we're all at home and you've got different things happening, so you've got, you know, the space that you work in is also perhaps where you cook or perhaps where you also sleep. And actually things like the essential oils are brilliant because they can create a different mood so mm -hmm. things like the lime say all the kind of citrus are gorgeous first thing in the morning because they kind of they're zingy they get you up and moving first thing but in the evening you might want something more relaxing say with a lavender or what have you and then there are some lovely points um that you can use which are sort of based around acupuncture but called acupressure points that you can learn about and some of the cores and things that we do and so again it's about that kind of empowerment to go actually how how are you feeling today and it's either oh i feel really actually quite i'm tired or i'm this or what have you but knowing that there's some oils and some combinations and some points that you can use to help you through in the same way you might be like actually i feel you know i'm going to go for a run for example i need a bit of a boost where there's ones you can use for that steady emily steady <laughs> well you know there's a whole range of things um so there's lots of lovely things like that but again that's a really nice there's a learning there there's also lots of lovely elements that you can use from home um going forward as well yeah fantastic you know as you were talking there i realized that i have one of those um oh humidifier like not diffusers yeah humidifier. 
gives off the steam. Mm. And lavender oil in at, at bedtime. Yeah. Citrus. I call them smelly twigs, but they're different. Okay. <laughs> in my office in fact I've just ordered two more from um Essence of Harris because I interviewed Jamie uh oh. earlier this week and his stuff's lovely mm. um and um yeah you're right you can actually create zones I hadn't really I must have been doing it unconsciously yeah. but I have created different spaces for different things um, so that's really good. And, and pointing that out, I didn't know about the acupressure points though. Yeah. We were talking about dogs and children. I just oh, yeah. <laughs> out of the room. What, what would be a good acupressure point for people to access? Um, so that one, a really easy one, obviously where nobody can actually see what we're doing here. So I could talk about, there's one called the, um, it's called a third eye, we probably know it has, but it's yeah. the point between the eyebrows. And that, if you ever ever had acupuncture, that is quite a really good point for kind of sleep and relaxation. So that even just touching, but using that with say a lavender oil, there's some lovely blends. There's one called Serenity, for example, which is beautiful. And that's a really lovely point just to, to help you. There's some lovely points actually on the base of the feet. If you think about, and also the oils are brilliant. If you think about where they've originated from. So a lot of the same thing that's like a frankincense, for example, which actually comes as like a, um, you know, from a tree. Um, and actually trees are all about grounding in the roots and what have you. So actually it kind of makes sense if you're feeling a little bit sort of unsettled or you just feel that you need a bit of grounding and stability, actually using one of those kind of tree oils on the base of your feet actually is really grounding. Mm. Um, in the same way that citrus, if you think of a, a lemon or if you, you know, cut through a, an orange or what have you, it's that vibrancy and that kind of looking like the sun and the abundance and the bright. So, the oils tend to kind of give you what they have or what how they're grown, if that makes yeah. sense, which is really interesting. And then you can then create some lovely little potions yourself because the diffuser, if you have some lovely pure essential oils, you can mix them up depending on, on what you need. And the florals are beautiful, but the florals, because you think of a flower kind of, it sort of floats in the breeze and what have you. So that's really soothing and calming. So they can be lovely oils to use. Um, for that and there's you know, some nice point on the wrist there's one called heart seven which is um, again it's connected to the heart so again it gives you that kind of comfort and that reconnection and things so there's even like five or six different points you don't need to know the entire range but just having a few that are just like a resource for you that you can link and use mm -hmm. and you can use them on children as well I know with homeschooling and everything's been super challenging and actually a lot of these oils and a lot of these points you can use with your families um as well which is lovely oh that's wonderful so okay so i'm i'm a sort of hard bitten finance director <laughs> and i'm looking at my spreadsheet going right how much is this going to cost us what what does the business get back if it if it does this kind of thing yeah i think you know it's that whole thing about how you feel and, and i think by being feeling one that you feel you're looked after by your company i think is absolutely huge i think the kind of conversations that I'm having with people, the ones who don't feel that they, the companies are really engaging with them or listening or being looked after are the ones who can feel that perhaps that sort of loyalty or that connection's just a little bit missing. And I think mm -hmm. by doing things which just mean that you're not just looking at the bottom line, but you're looking at actually the well-being and the welfare of your employees is really important. And of course, it makes sense that, you know, if you feel looked after and in, 
empowered and you've got some lovely tools to make you feel better of course you're going to be more productive in that way as well so by looking after people and helping them and understanding what's important to them they're going to be in a, a much better place to be you know as productive um, in the workplace as they can and also loyal to the the companies um, as well and and i often think you know this this feeds into as you know we do a lot on culture and embedding a really great culture into an organization uh, and we know that you know uh companies with fantastic cultures are, are generally up to 60 percent more valuable mm-hmm. um and employee engagement good quality employee engagement certainly decreases sickness and absenteeism and yeah. decreases staff turnover as well which you know if somebody if the harbour and finance director sit there and wants to add up some numbers they can reduce their staff turnover and sickness rates and that immediately adds positive numbers to the yeah. bottom line i think probably what what you're doing emily is sort of been bubbling along for a long time out there in the corporate world as with many things the pandemic has accelerated it yeah and I think in terms of wellness at work, I think that's, that's only a good thing. There are some silver linings out of this and this yeah. fact that companies are now taking wellness at work much more seriously. I think mm-hmm. one of those silver linings, definitely. Yes. Yeah. So what, what, what are your ambitions? What, what, well, let's, let's start with one. What keeps you awake at night with the company? Yeah, I suppose, because I'm in that really early stages. So... Um, I'm loving what I'm doing and it's great to get the feedback but like with everything it's now really about kind of growth strategy and 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 also because there are so many different areas that you can go into and, and so I suppose it's getting really focused for me on actually what is my target market how and also I suppose I've come from a always worked in kind of corporate companies where you have lots of other teams to support you so as much as I've really enjoyed it and it's been a huge learning curve for me I think sometimes the to-do list can be a little bit overwhelming because you're suddenly like even things like invoicing that you know you're used to just dropping that off to the finance team and saying right can you do that for me please you're like oh okay I've got to create that um so I would say it's probably that sort of multitasking and, and juggling and also being really clear on strategy and also I suppose it's kind of prioritizing and because it can get a little bit overwhelming and think actually what are the three most important things I need to achieve today and actually are they the ones that are going to drive me forward I think we can get a little bit distracted sometimes by so many things and you can go down different rabbit holes a little bit so I think again by being really clear about why you're doing what you're doing what the outcomes are that you need and actually the when you look at that to-do list it's like well which ones are going to move me forward and just having that conversation with yourself is really important it is very important (laughs) get get those things off your desk that don't make you any money as soon as you possibly can and there are enough freelancers out there at the moment to be able to do that at a relatively low cost definitely um yeah that's so important you're quite right so what's the vision what's the big vision emily for emily alex yeah again i think I'm trying not to be too fixed on what the outcome is going to look like. So I think it's really important as though you know where you're going, you're not too fixated on exactly how it's going to look or how you're going to get there to allow you to kind of be open to the other opportunities. Um, 
I would say, as you say, because I think there will be obviously a return to some sort of more normality, which we'll, we'll all enjoy hugely. But as I say, I think there's going to be a massive hybrid model now coming up. And so I think it's just what I'm finding is I'm becoming much more of an extension of companies. So rather than feeling that you're just in the nervous supply, you actually become in a, a sort of a part of their team as such, and really then build those relationships, really get to understand, you said, the culture of the, um, you know, the, the company, what they're looking to achieve, what drives them. And that's so much easier then to do put like a program in place so we are you know occasionally we do kind of one-off events but on the whole the companies I tend to work with are ones looking longer term so it's like okay what are we going to do for quarter one what are we going to do for quarter two and looking actually at a really lovely inclusive program not just with one thing but actually looking at the whole portfolio and you know helping them to kind of create that and I think Again, sometimes we tend to undervalue, I think, the skills and the knowledge that we have because you think, oh, well, I know that everyone knows that. And I think by doing this, you realize actually the skills and the experience that you have and the contacts that you have, uh, a lot of people don't have those. And so actually you become really valuable from that. So and because a lot of, you know, building relationships is something that I've always done. It's been really important to me through my career as well. So actually it's just building very strong bonds um, with those companies, understanding them, getting them to trust you, and then working with the, the suppliers, whether it's going to be in the live capacity or online or probably a mixture of both, and bringing that um, together and just letting it evolve and, and yeah, so we'll sort of see where we are this time <laughs> next year. Hopefully in person and not on a, yeah, a Zoom with you and some lovely coffees and things. So yeah. Oh, wonderful. Good. I mean, it's really exciting. And I particularly wanted to get you on the podcast because you're representative of where a lot of people are going to be, been in employment pretty much all their life, had a hankering to do something, got that redundancy and it's kind of made them have that whole rethink about you know what what's it all about really what's really important to me and I love the way you asked yourself those questions you know what is important why do I want to do this and I think that's fantastic advice for people to follow and and also to add in there that life is short you know if not now when it's almost the perfect opportunity to do something on your own um, because there's a whole energy around that at the moment and mm. um, so I, I think it, yeah I think it's really great and I hope a lot of people who are in the same position are taking either comfort from it that you know they've made that decision they feel they made the right decision to set up on their own mm. or ones going mm, actually do you know what I am going to go for it yeah if Emily can do it absolutely <laughs> anyone can <laughs> I know you're a superstar. I know you're an absolute superstar. Uh, that I, I love it, and I think what you're doing is so important. Um, one of the programs I do for clients is mental health awareness. So I don't talk about it a lot because it's not a core program, but I do it mainly because it's just so important, really, really important, that we all remain as sane as we possibly can during normal times as well as pandemics. And that we look after each other. Um, yeah, so it's come more to the forefront. I think it was something that's always been there, but it was mm. definitely not really discussed. And I think it's actually a really good thing that it is 
coming to the fore and businesses are recognizing that it's being talked about and what have you because it is hugely important and this is I think then for us as individuals but also as employees or you know um, whoever you know we're just going to be so much more productive and in a much better place to look after ourselves our businesses our families and everyone mm. connected with that oh wonderful okay last question if your business had a personality a character how would you describe it oh right it would be a fun mm -hmm. it would be um yeah it would be really creative it would have lots of energy to it um yeah it would be quite a yeah it would bring a smile to your face that's what oh. <laughs> fabulous fabulous uh well emily thank you so much for your time i really appreciate it and i wish you all the best in your business thank you so much for inviting me it's been an absolute pleasure to chat with you Thank you for listening to our Entrepreneurial Journey podcast. You can find us at tricrest.com and you can find Feel My Business there too. Answer the 12 questions in less than 60 seconds and find out exactly what's happening in your business. And then even better, learn how to fix it. Did you know you can access our Tricrest partners through Feel My Business too? Just upgrade your subscription and you can get access to them in a group coaching session once a month or even one-to-one. -one. Enjoy.